It is 3.06 on this Friday afternoon. You know what that means. Well, lately, the B.C. government has been poaching labor from Alberta, something that has ruffled the feathers of local business and economic development groups. Is labor mobility a good thing or a bad thing? Well, you know what? Our contrarian economist, Todd Hurst, the senior economist from ATB, ATB Financial, joins us on the line this afternoon, and he has the answer. Hey, Todd. Hello, Todd. Well, you have to actually hit the oh, phone line. Sorry. There you go. Hey, Todd, oh, how are you sorry, doing? Todd there. <laughs> hey, I'm good. Can you hear me now? Yes, can, we I'm, certainly can. Oh, I double clicked. I double clutched. I'm so relieved. <laughs> Todd, I almost feel like this is a, a, a dynamite uh, question because obviously I would assume labor mobility is good. And the reason I say that is because we've been the, we've benefited from it here in Alberta for decades. Absolutely. It's, it's really interesting what a difference some, a change in perspective can make. Yeah, two years ago, we would have been you know, sending uh, those uh, people to the job fairs in other provinces, bringing them to Alberta and saying Mo- labor mobility is a good thing and you know, move to Alberta, we need the workers. And now suddenly, uh, maybe not so suddenly, but now the, the, the tables have turned on us a bit. And now some of the, the local uh, policies have been, how do we retain workers and prevent them from leaving? So it, it raises this interesting dilemma. Is labor mobility, from an economic perspective, is this something we want to encourage or is it something we, we want to discourage? And the answer, oddly enough, is, well, both. <laughs> uh, from a national perspective, and, you know, certainly the federal government, they uh, in, in, in the tax code, they uh, offer uh, tax deductions for uh, if you're moving to relocate. So they encourage labor mobility. We do like, economists like the idea that labor will move within the country to where the jobs are. And that helps, you know, keep unemployment rates from rising too high. It also helps employers in the in parts of the country where the economy is doing well, helps those employers find workers, and it kind of lubricates the gears of the whole labor market, the national labor market. So we like this. However, when it now comes to a, a situation where people in Alberta are, are having to leave the province, uh, it does come with some social cost to it. There's a cost to families that have to relocate. There's a cost, a, a real cost to communities uh, that are watching, you know, their friends and neighbors leave. And there's an economic cost to it, too, because, you know, my, my suspicion is it won't be too long until those employers in Alberta who are now laying people off, are once again going to be busy trying to attract them. So in some ways, yeah, we want to kind of keep uh, people here. We want to keep people in Alberta, maybe uh, to uh, help start new industries, to help prevent the housing market downturn. So it depends on how you look at it. But the answer is uh, yes, we would like labor mobility. And yes, we like actually people to stay put. It's a bit of a paradox. <laughs> well, here's where I'm slightly uh, confused, and possibly I'm just wrong. You know, that's always a pretty good possibility when it comes to economics. But you mentioned uh, the incentives that the federal government has in place and has had in place for years to make mm-hmm. uh, labor more mobile, right? But you also mentioned that there's going to have to be incentives for people to stay. And my question is, where will those incentives come from? Because if on the one hand, one level of government is handing out money or giving tax deductions for people to move, and the other level of government is is spending money to keep them staying put, it just feels like there's a contradiction there of public money. Absolutely. And, you know, these contradictions in, in policies at, at different levels of government, this happens all the time. 
Uh, it's not unusual for uh, perhaps the Bank of Canada to be tightening its monetary policy at the same time federal or provincial governments are loosening their fiscal policy. These, things, these two things run counter to each other. And uh, it is just sort of one of the paradoxes of having these different levels of government. But you're absolutely right. The federal government always likes to see labour mobility. But the local governments, we like to see it when we're trying to attract people to move here. But we don't like to see it or we, we, we actually favour policies that would you know, keep more people here in Alberta. So, yeah, you're right. It is a paradox. Oftentimes, governments at different levels, policies can run counter to each other. And that's just sort of the nature of, of how it is. And at the end of the day, though, there is only one taxpayer. I mean, when we talk about federal government, provincial government, that's still my tax mm-hmm. dollar that's working absolutely. against itself, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a good thing to keep in mind. There is only one taxpayer. Some of these policies, however, they don't really come with a, a, a price tag. Um, say, for example, a local government trying to retain people here, um, and maybe by uh, offering them um, trade fairs, new jobs that they could they could find within Alberta, maybe new careers, or uh, putting them in contact with people who uh, might be able to give them some advice in, in uh, retraining. So sometimes these things, you know, policies or, or efforts by local governments to retain people, they don't necessarily have to come with price tags. And, and certainly no level of government right now has a lot of money. Uh, to throw at the problem. <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of uh, great economic news uh, this week, Todd. Um, oil prices were up this week, though, a bit. They were up this week. Actually, and you know, the way everything sort of ended on Friday, oil prices were up, the Canadian dollar was up, all the markets were up. So this is unlike other Fridays where <laughs> we've uh, ended on kind of a gloomy note. Uh, and, you know, we're seeing these oil prices. They're now above $36 a barrel. I don't know if I'm getting close to saying we have now seen the very worst. I mean, two months ago, they were at $26 a barrel, Mm -hmm. um, or they had touched $26 a barrel. And for a long time in the spring here, I've been saying, I don't think we're through the, I don't think we've seen the worst of it yet. I I think we have lower bottoms to test. But I don't know, uh, depending on what happens over the next week or so, I might be tempted to say, we have seen the worst of it. Um, not to say that it's a one-way street back up to uh, 50 or $60. I think that might still be a bumpy road. But uh, I might be getting close to saying, now that we're at $36, we might not test, you know, back around 26 or $25. We may now have seen uh, the lowest lows, but I don't know if I'm quite there yet. <laughs> you know, Todd, this is sort of like asking how does the internet work, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, to what do you attribute, uh, I mean, the loony rising, you can attribute to oil rising, but what mm-hmm. do you attribute the rise in the oil price to? Some of it, I think, is just the way the market has probably overshot on the downside, and that's a typical thing that happens. You know, when when everyone's stampeding for the door, and that's what was happening just before Christmas time, markets often overshoot, especially when it's a, a commodity like oil, where so much of it is driven by sentiment and fear, or in this case, maybe uh, optimism. So maybe the market uh, overshot down at uh, 26 or $27 a barrel, and now perhaps there is a sentiment building in the market saying, well, that might have been too low. We don't want to drive it back up to 50 right away, but, you know, People are piling back into the market a little bit. Uh, plus, there were some comments uh, this week by uh, various OPEC leaders in Russia saying that you know they're going to perhaps look at uh, stabilizing their output. 
And that is probably the most encouraging thing we've heard so far. They're certainly not yet talking about cutting back production, but they're at least acknowledging that, well, this game of chicken, you know, maybe this isn't going to end well for everybody. Maybe we need to at least uh, stabilize our output. And I think that alone probably cheered markets a little bit and and, uh, gave a bit more upward momentum in those oil prices. So I think that's what happened this week. All right. Well, still searching for the silver lining, I guess, but not a disastrous week, but uh, certainly not one that you can with certainty say uh, puts us on the path of recovery. Uh, Todd, we're a little tight for time this afternoon. We've got to send some people to Las Vegas. Thank you for your time. You guys have a great weekend. You You as well. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, it's a professional operation. Hey, listen, uh, coming up in uh, just over a minute and a half, uh, we're going to have that name uh, to qualify another listener for the 630 Chad Guns and Roses Las Vegas trip. Uh, and I don't want to do it a, even a second early. So uh, let me just tell you right now that here's what you need to do if you haven't already done it. You have to go to 630Chad.com. You register. And then uh, starting last Monday, we started giving away names at 720, 1020, and 420. If you hear that name at either any of those times, you call 496-0063 in less than 6 minutes and 30 seconds. So today, because it's an Oiler game day, we're going to do it at 320 instead of 420. And here's what you're going to win. You're going to win return airfare for two people from Edmonton, Alberta, Las Vegas, Nevada. And that trip is April 7th. You return on April 9th. You'll get two nights accommodation in a Las Vegas hotel, land, airport, hotel transfers, and of course... Two tickets to the Guns N' Roses concert at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. My goodness, it's going to be such a great day. Bring your own earplugs. Yeah, no Just kidding. In case. Eh? Although, you know, it's one of those ones that you want the full-on <laughs> yeah, noise, I know. but your ears are going to be ringing for days. Those guys are just going to so rock it out. Now, listen, we're going to keep taking names on our website uh, until uh, March 24th. We're going to announce the final winner on March 29th. Um, you can enter more than once, but there's really no need to. Just enter the one time. Uh, Um, And uh, your name has an equal opportunity to be announced on any of the shows here at 630 Chet. And here we go, right at 320. Today's potential qualifier, Leighton Rushton of Fort Saskatchewan. Leighton Rushton of Fort Saskatchewan. You have six minutes and 30 seconds starting right now. G's got the stopwatch going. Boom! Give us a call at 496-0063. We'll get you qualified for this very first show of Guns N' Roses back together again. That is going to be such a great concert. Like I was saying yesterday, I would be willing to, um, if it weren't for the fact that I'm out of vacation days, no surprise to anyone, uh, (laughs) I would go to that myself. Now listen, we're running out of time, but we also have tickets, do we not, to George Thorogood. Do you have a trivia question? Sure, let's do it. Uh, 496-0063 is the number to call right now. Oh, that's going to flood the phone lines though, right? Yeah. can't do that. Can't do that. All right, sorry, sorry. That's right, because we've got to leave the Lines open. In case our qualifiers yeah. are going to do. So you know what we'll do? Tell me. Radio veteran. Uh, we'll hold on to them till Monday. We got Leighton. We have Leighton? Oh, we qualify. Okay, so Leighton. Okay, so Leighton Leighton, we have. We have. Great. Good news. Well done. Now you can get on the phones. 496-0063. <laughs> uh, we'll open them back up again. We have a pair of tickets to see George Thorogood and the Destroyers. You said, uh, do you have a trivia question? I said yes. I was lying. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I just realized I can't read. Um, but I, I, I have an easy one. Well, yeah, hold it. All right. Do you got one? 
Well, listen, take a line, and uh, I'll just chat with them while you look up uh, a George Thorogood thing. Okay. There we go. Hi, who's this? Oh, they hung up. Oh, they hung up. Question was too hard. Hi, who have I got? Hey, this is Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Doing well. Glad to hear it. Uh, Having a good day? So far, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, I even had a little nap today. Oh, aren't naps the greatest? Do you mind me asking how old you are? 55. I'm, what, uh, the 56 or 57? I love naps. Now, are you still, do you work, or, or how is it you're able to have a nap? Oh, I still work. Yeah? Oh, yeah. No, I work for myself, so. Oh, that's the greatest. And you know what? I, I can still remember my parents begging me to go upstairs and have a nap, me arguing with them the whole time. I don't know why. Now, I'd jump at any opportunity to have a nap. If I thought I could get away with it, I'd have a nap over news breaks here in the afternoon. Well, uh, you know, and it's all about working smarter, not harder, right? Yeah, exactly right. You know something else I learned about naps? I'm not a psychiatrist or, or a doctor of any kind, but I've noticed that 20-minute naps are the perfect length of nap, too. Just a quick power nap. Yep, I you, agree. Yeah, you wake up, you feel fully refreshed. All right, so have you got a trivia question there, uh, Jalen and I? Uh, yeah, I'll try. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what mine would have been after. Okay. okay. Um, I really want. I really want him to win. Okay. All right. Brian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know that uh, George Thurgood uh, tune, uh, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Friday night. Like, let's, yeah. you know, tee it up properly. What year did, uh, What year was it released? Well, that's a tough one. It's so tough. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Been... Think back. Just kind of think where you were when you first heard it. And... That's fair, yeah. Probably 1979. Well, before you absolutely blurt out an answer, I'll just remind you that... Earlier this week, we gave away Thoroughgood tickets, and we made mention of the fact that that was on their debut album, which was called um, George Thoroughgood and the Destroyers. So was their right. debut debut album in 79? I don't think so. Oh, you being helpful. I'm trying. Was it uh, before 79? Yeah, Take a guess. You gotta, I've, I've taken you as far as I can down the road, right. Brian. Uh, 81. No. No, I'm sorry, no, Brian. Sorry, Brian. Bomber. Yeah, that's okay. too bad. Wow. Yeah, Hello, who's this? Hello. Hi. Hello. What's your name? Roger. Hey, Roger. How Roger you that. Hey, not too bad. <laughs> what uh, year did one bourbon, one scotch, one beer come out? I'll go for 1973. No. Mm, sorry. No. Nope. Close, though. Good guess. Hey, who's this? Oh, please turn on your radio. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Uh, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. What year did it come out? 77. Boom! Here you go. That's it? The year I graduated from high school. That's how I remember it. I was seven years old. Ah, nice. (laughs) And that is why we never dated. Well, that's on the list of top 20 reasons. Uh, Way to go. Uh, I'm sorry, your name again was? Jeff. 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 Congratulations. You're on your way to see George Thoroughgood. We're going to put you on hold, get some details from you, and the tickets are in-house. You can pick them up next week. Uh, You'll have to text us afterwards and tell uh, tell us just how great a concert that was. I will do. Perfect. Okay, enjoy. Have a great weekend. Hold the line, Jeff. Take it easy. That song is almost nine minutes long. Is that a fact? Oh, yeah. It's like a stairway to heaven situation. Yeah, it tells it's, a, you know, it's the rent. He doesn't have the money to pay the rent. Hey, you know how uh, Reed Wilkins often steps in a little early before uh, the City Ford Face-Off yeah. show? And oftentimes I ask him some question and he loses his uh, patience with me? That's not what happens. Oh, okay, what happens? Read. I answer the question honestly. Okay, that's fair. And then you get in a tizzy because it's not the answer you were hoping for. That's <laughs> no, that's I, not true. That's how I was. That is not true.
Whoa, that worked. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's the tone that the two of you yeah. use with each other. So, Reed, you know I have nothing but respect for you, and I love your show, and I listen to it every night. Thank you. And I watched the game last night, and I, I'm just going to say something. I'm not even going to form it in, the, in a question. You can just react to it any way you want. I'm going to tell you that as somebody who does not know as uh, much about the Oilers as, as you do and other sports guys do, just as a guy who likes watching the games, that I find it slightly frustrating that sometimes as simple a solution as it seems um, just goes years without being addressed. And, and years ago, we used to always say, shoot the puck, just shoot the puck. Like, why don't the Oilers pass, 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 pass? And of course, there's a gazillion reasons why that isn't. 100% true. But in watching this team last night, some part of me is like, hey, if all we needed was a couple, three big guys, why didn't we get a couple, three big guys like six years ago? I guess well, I did form it in the, yeah, in well, the question. Th- that's that's a complex answer, I think. Okay. <laughs> because and he I, has 20 seconds. I mean, I mean look, n- none of – first of all, we're, we're, we're going to see how Peter Shirelli teams – the teams work out. First of all, Adam Party and Adam Cracknell may not be on the team next year. That's right. Patrick Maroon, Maroon played, played, played very well. Yes. Played very well. So uh, so we'll see. Okay. It's good to see them winning. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. They're play, and they're playing tough. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> the City Ford Face-Up <laughs> Show. Come right up. Have a great weekend, Andrew. Monday, too? Uh, it's a date. Okay.